0: The following is a fourth-hand production.
1: Well, I don't do very well at a lot of stuff. I, I like to say that it's it's kind of like um, uh, I'm barely treading water. Most of the days, I'm barely treading water. Right? I'm I'm just kind of. Dealing with all the shit in my head, whether it be my own ego, whether it be my own made-up fears about shit, all that stuff. Like, I'm barely treading water. And and the good thing is I was calmed down when I was told that just be aware of where your arm is, but don't worry about it. But the, the thing is, that's the same fucking thing. Because if I'm aware, I'm worrying about it. Right, and I, it, that kind of segues into I, I guess what this is going to be because I don't have any fucking idea. But um, I, you know, I want to introduce uh, a friend of mine, a dear, dear friend of mine, who always uh, uh, talks with me about a lot of this stuff about being upset, about being sad, about how do we deal with that stuff, and one thing he always said to me. Uh, that is a useful thing to say is, quote, the daily business of life. He said to me years and years and years ago, I'm not very good at the daily business of life. And I said, I don't know. What do you mean by that? He said, well, I don't know. Mail, uh, paying bills, things like that. I don't really get it. And I thought to myself, I don't really get it either. I'm too busy being upset. And then people send these packages where they send these bills to me and I'm supposed to open them and look at them and you have to read all this stuff and this minutia and then you get to it and you're like oh I gotta pay this I'm not gonna do that I, I don't know what to do with mail it should be the theme of the show but it's not But I'm here with my buddy Markham Chris Markham and uh, he is uh, one of my dear 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 friends hey buddy and uh, I wanted to have you on tonight uh, to basically just fucking talk with you about, sorry, I'm being mindful of my arm there, uh, about uh, how you feel, what you do, and I know that you and I, we talk to each other every day, like on chat. Right. Right. And you and I both go through these phases, we're really upset. And it's kind of like our, our own little small thing, right? It's like... Oh, we can have this this tunnel thing where I can be upset with you and you could be upset with me, but we do this as a way to get it out so other people can't see it, right? Right. Uh, is that fair to say about you at work? Absolutely. Fair. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and we talk about everything from the day's work to where we grew up to baseball. <laughs>
0: and well, and to, I think it's interesting because yeah. you're you're a good ten years younger than me. You now, I spent some time in the military before I went back to college. And then when we met, you were what nineteen, and I was almost twenty nine at the time.
1: Yeah, I was nineteen. yeah.
0: And uh, so it, it would seem like we were maybe on different paths, but at the same time, I think that we both have the 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 monkey mind, the the thing with the funk, the funk. Sometimes people catch funk. Oh, they catch funk real bad. <laughs> and uh, and and I think that's part of the reason that we we uh, became such close friends.
1: Do you remember what we called? Uh, we were at an audition. And we called it the meeting of the minds. When, right. we, when we, we stood outside, we, we both learned that we liked Hunter S. Thompson. And uh, we smoked some cigarettes. Uh, sorry, Mom. And uh, uh, we had some cigarettes that I bummed off of you. And uh, we talked about it. And it was for the, all my sons. Uh, sure, sure, you know. sure. Anyway. And then... We- we went on to, to, like, some parties and stuff, and you told me this long story one day on a Friday afternoon <laughs> about about your time in college. And that was when I was first, like, this guy is amazing, right? And that was the first time that I saw some, like, um, what do you want to call it, uh, some truth in a in story. Like, people tell an old story, like, oh, I was out with my friends, and we did this goofy stuff, you know, and they'll kind of cover it up a little bit. It w- which is not bad. I'm not saying that's bad, but like, you told me this story that was just bare bones. Uh, I was drinking every night. I was eating fast food
0: every night. There was a guy named Paul Paxton. We yeah. were we were working at a pizza place, Gubby's yeah. Pizza, in sure. Champagne, Illinois. Champagne, Illinois. Yeah. And our 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 habit, our our life. Yeah. We, we I worked a pizza place. I was the manager, and he was the delivery guy. Mm-hmm. And every night, we would go and get. The uh, the beer I would get a twelve pack of Budweiser. He'd get a twelve pack of of Keystone for some reason. Ooh, I know, right? Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, and then some fast food, and then some um, video. You'd rent a movie. You'd rent a movie, and it was always like a theme. It was like guys in leather jackets or Vietnam yeah. war movie. Right? And Paul usually picked it, and Paul yeah. was like a you just a went along guy. with guy. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah. But then that's what that was our thing every single night.
1: Yeah.
0: And and it was not good. And then we would drink these beers and then just kind of pitch the cans. And so on one side of the oven in the kitchen, the, the Budweiser cans would start to pile and then this would start to pile up. But we would just never really throw them out. They would just continue to pile and after a while, you just kinda of like, Oh well, that's interesting. Oh how fun. But it wasn't fun. It was it was terrible, just, it right? Was sad.
1: And and every night You were, like, doing that, and you were probably not saying, I'm going to look back on this and be like, man, this is ironic or funny or whatever. You're just like, well, I'm getting a buzz, and I guess this takes
0: me away from whatever it it is I'm upset about. Yeah. And then one day, months into this, (laughs) I woke up, and I had found myself on this Oh, the bed that just the sheets were gone, I was just kind of on the mattress of it, and then the windows were just there wasn't any kind of screen or curtain, so the sun was just right. And it. then Paul had these boxes of like Wee and stag and hawk, and all these like what was the first one? We, we like the French word, we oh, we like oh, oh it's just like it was a like porno a, mag, like, yeah, like a, a okay. magazine, right? yeah. But then there was like hawk, like these things I'd never heard of, like these weird. <laughs> Weird magazines, like what? What the? Where would that come from? Yeah. And and then so I woke up this one day and and they were just strewn. So I'm laying on the on the mattress, and then these magazines are just strewn. Yeah. And I was listening to the Jesus Christ Superstar, the 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 old uh, recording with the rock stars Mary Head and all that. Yeah. And it was like an older, like one of those four times over sample CD players that kind of like would skip if your CD was kind of bogus. And and I, my eyes opened, and the sun is pouring in, and all I hear is, "Always thought that I'd be an apostle, (laughs) always thought that I'd be an apostle," just over and over, and I'm just trying to get my bearings of what is going on here, and that's that's I had to, yeah.
1: I mean, could you? How could you not be friends with him after? (laughs) Is the point. Uh, and, and maybe when I heard that, I was just like, oh, that is so authentic and so particular, right? Uh, At at the same time. But like, so you went to school and like I said, you're you're 10 years older than me. Right. But you and I have talked a lot about being kids and growing up sure. and having our own weird brains and kind of dealing with the rest of the world. So like growing up, did you get sad when you were a kid? Like in... What would, you know? Did you get sad? I mean, I guess that's a dumb question. I mean, what? did you have long periods of sadness?
0: But isn't it kind of weird though? Because when you're a kid, you you might not know what, if it's sad or something major. Maybe, maybe just in retrospect, you know. My parents were they got together. It was my mom and my stepdad, but they got together when I was a, an infant, little guy, right? But for With them, a big beard, big beard. Even yeah. then, yeah. Uh, but um, but for them. They were in their early thirties, and they had been in some bad relationships, and so when they found each other,
1: yeah.
0: um, it was this great thing, and they were just they were loving it, and they kind of went with that, and you know it was the seventy late seventies, early eighties, and it wasn't like they were neglectful, outwardly or overtly or overly, but at the same time, you know they were. Discovering each other and having, and finding that happiness for themselves. And mm-hmm. my dad was in a band, you know, him and his brother and their the cousin. They had a band and they would play out. Do they play
1: like play gigs on
0: the weekend? Yeah, sure, sure. How I'll, old are you about this time? Uh, gosh, seven, eight, nine. Okay. And, um, you know, I'd be at my grandparents' a lot and, and stay over there. And, and uh, I was left to my own devices a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what do you do? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I... There was a a few instances, you know, like where I would be at a basketball practice after school and mom was supposed to pick me up at a certain time and well that came game went and Just uh, she was, wasn't there? Right, well she eventually would show up, but it was much, much later than it was supposed well, to Okay, so, so she wouldn't you up, but would she come to your basketball games? Oh no. No. And I played lots of sports and Celly and Bee would went the Celly Bee and, yeah. and be on the quiz bowl team and then basketball and, uh, and, and all yeah. these kinds of things and never never attended any event none of, none of it. it none I, of it and but but then again that's the weird thing because at the time I was I was like this just Mario ball, I was just like just just rolling through space you know and just kind of just I wide up, up and just like, like whatever's, whatever's happening. Okay, this is what's happening right now. So you, you weren't necessarily, necessarily feeling sad. I wasn't necessarily feeling sad at the time. Okay.
1: So uh I was on scholastic, we call it scholastical because I'm young. So you I'm young. And uh, my mom came to fucking scholastical meets. Right. Uh she came to my choir concerts. You know, my even my dad came to choir concerts, always complained about it, ah, gotcha! down oh, my butt hurts. <laughs> Uh, on the benches, and 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 came to my they came to my shows. They always told me they were proud of me, um, and so like that had nothing to do with why I was sad. I couldn't figure it out, but like to hear that from you, that's just kind of mind boggling to me. And I, and I don't mean to be judgmental. I'm just saying.
0: No, it was it was odd, and I never knew it was odd at the time. But then, then later on, it's only when I'm now, like I'm 46, and. It's only been in the last, you know, since I've moved here and started, you know, doing plays and, and working in live theater. And I'm working with a lot younger people. And some of my friends, you know, these people are from Rhode Island and in flies the family from Rhode Island to see this storefront play. You know, these, these, right. people, these yeah. people are from Mississippi. Here come the family from yeah. Mississippi to see right. this storefront play. Yeah, And your parents? And my parents who live three or four hours drive, they, I don't think they've ever seen me perform. Well, your dad saw you once. He did see me once at a, a small black box show back in But Carter, that was yeah. just
1: right, basically right that there. That was just like a
0: one-off. But the show that I like wrote and directed on the main stage, and undergrads never had a show on the main stage, yeah. and here's my main stage show. I was in that show. You were in that show? So yeah, And my mom. It. My mom came and saw that right. show. <laughs> so, but I, so when this was happening and all these people were showing up, and I was like, really? I, at first, the first time I thought, well, these people are just very close. That's just kind of weird. But then over time, I was like, well, I guess maybe everybody's family is like this. Well, um, I mean, maybe I think just not mine. I think
1: everybody's family is is like their family. Oh I, sure, and sure. and I think. But in terms of being
0: sad, I don't, I don't know if it was. Were, were they outwardly
1: sad? Your parents? No, yeah. Were I mean, they sad. partying a lot though? They
0: were back in the late seventies and stuff, for sure. Yeah,
1: thank you, Brock. Uh, but we're. Did you ever see like, let's say it's it's a Tuesday afternoon. You've gotten home from school. Um, was your mom working at the time, or was your dad was the kind of the breadwinner? Dad was the guy. Yeah. Okay. So was your? Did you ever come home and your mom was just really
0: upset, or seemed down, or? Sure. Yeah. I spent a lot of time. Um, I don't. I don't know if she's gonna see this or not. But uh, my parents, you know, they, they had some conflict in the 70s during that partying time. I guess that's going to happen. And my mom would be like, fuck this. And we, you know, we'd go to one of our friends' house. And there I am as a child. And I spent a lot of time um, listening to, you know, my mother and her friends. So listening to women complain about their relationships. And I don't know if that helped me or, or, or not. Like so do you, players, do you,
1: so. you think then it, looking back of course you can be like, oh, of course, mom was upset because her and dad were fighting or whatever it may be. Um, how do you think your mom projected her own uh, sadness, upset, frustration? Was it just that way? Like, fuck this and we're going to go over to whoever's house and we're going to, we're all
0: just going to talk about it. Well, they would talk about it.
1: And well, I would you would sit there. That's my own device. And
0: what would you do? Would you wander around the read? house? Read. I would have books to read and yeah. just kind of hang out and, and read books. And they would sit over there and talk. I was, like I say, I was really on my own a lot. I was really to my own things. But you I mean, never remember about sadness in that? Okay. So, when did you start getting sad? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. Yes. Um. Later in grade school, I guess once you start to realize, once you start to really get into the social strata of things, and you, and and it was a small town, Harrisburg, Illinois, eleven thousand people at that time. Now it's maybe around ten, but at you know everybody knew each other from kindergarten up, mm-hmm. and but at the time, you know, when you're little kids, it didn't matter. But then when you got to fifth, sixth, seventh grade, then Things start to, you know, close and you start to realize, you know, somebody drops you off what kind of car it is or people start to talk about it or that kind of a thing. You start to –
1: you just start to notice the
0: material things. Right. Yeah. And we didn't have that. Your
1: family didn't have
0: that. Right. You know, uh, we did, but then uh, there's the 80s and non-unionism and Reaganism and and those sorts of things, and that put a – that changed everything because he so, lost the only job he'd ever really. Your had. dad was in the union. He was a union. He worked at a grocery store. He was uh, started out as a, a bagger when he was like sixteen. Those,
1: those dudes who sit at the end and like bag <laughs> <bagged> groceries. <laughs>
0: bag groceries, but then yeah. you know he worked there for twenty one years. So yeah. at the end, he was you know manager of the store, assistant manager of the store, and you know we were trading our cars in every few years. We went to Disney World. We went to. You know, go on a trip.
1: So, you did. You had the American dream. Sure. We're going to trade the car in a couple of years. We're going to do our two weeks vacation in right. the summer. Uh, dad's going to work. We're and playing then, in the back of the station wagon. Sure. You and Jeff. Yeah. Your brother, Jeff. Sure. And then uh, the, let's see, 30, Ronald Reagan comes along. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not good. Well, enough about politics. So, you're upset later and
0: it's it has to do with like i don't have what those other people have that but also to see there it's one thing to never have had something it is ultimately worse to have had it and then not
1: you know so how old it. are you sorry how old were you when your dad lost his job eight eight At or all? nine eight or nine and then, how, and then I know. I mean, I I, I kind of know your story, and I know he became
0: a carpenter, and right. But that in between, yeah. How long was that in between phase? It was a while, you know. And 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 he would come home, and we just didn't know what was going on. You know, I mean, we lived near the little highway that came into town, and and he would be out like getting scrap lumber from construction jobs, and like making picnic tables and dog houses out of it, and trying to sell it in the front of the house.
1: Wait a minute. So he'd like
0: build it, <clears throat> like, and then set it and out. And then he'd set it out and put a little, like a little price tag on it or something. And maybe people would pull off and they like, hey, I like that dog. And then they buy it.
1: And so that- was your dad? Did you? I have to ask. I mean, that's a, I can't imagine that. That's such a horrible thing. Like, I provide for my family. Uh, I've been doing this for. Twenty-one years. I've I've got this lovely wife. I got these two boys. He has other kids, and then all of a sudden, that's taken away from him. So, how did he react?
0: Like at home, did he withdraw himself? Did he? uh, It was the same because he had the band, sure, and that became not such a hobby of like, oh, let's have this good time and go play music at this place, And, and it was I need to go play music out and. Make that seventy five dollars that I'm gonna make. And then did he
1: ever money. get I have to ask, did he ever get any was there ever any talk around town like, oh that whatever your dad's name is, uh he 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 plays in a band that's
0: <laughs> No, it was, was always cool because it was um his twenty one years at the grocery and it was like the gro- you know, it was like the, the the main market that people went to. So and then he'd started out so young and been there for twenty years. So yeah. Your you know, parents met with him working there, right? Sure is did. that right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I, jeez, I, I have to say, I hope this is all right. I, I don't know how the ad went or, or any of the sad stuff, but uh, I hope you're enjoying the conversation. What about your brother? Oh, we're going to get sad. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> what about your brother? Did uh, your brother, I've met him a few times. Right. I like that guy.
0: Was he ever upset? I never knew it if he was. He Jeff, just kind of always just yeah. exuded a,
1: a fine, he, I'm okay.
0: Right. And it was weird because, you know, it's the small town, the small rural uh, hometown thing. And then Jeff and mom and dad seemed like they were of a, of a kind. And then I felt like myself on my own devices and all this other stuff that I was kind of different from them or separate from them. And I would kind of just observe. And because there was never really a lot of, you know, home teaching, you know, like, uh, you know, I guess mean, manners, but just sure. life, you know, like mom and dad were doing their thing. And I would watch television like crazy like that. I had a television from the, as long as I can remember. It was a little, obsessed with TV, little 15 inch black and white.
1: You know? Obsessed. Right. You know every show that's ever
0: been on. Well, I don't know about that since but, the seventies at least. But yeah, watch, yeah, you I'd can watched name a lot them. of television, yeah. and you know, like Family Affair, like some of these oldies. And I would watch how the people reacted or acted, so that when I went to a friend's house, I would know how to act, or I would know what to do. I guess there was some sadness in that. There was some sadness. Were you,
1: were you when you would go to a friend's house <laughs> and you would would go, see the fam? but when you would see the families, would you be sad and <laughs> say, why do I, <clears throat> excuse me, why do I have to react the
0: way I saw on TV just to feel
1: like I fit in here? Why isn't this at home?
0: I don't know if I was thinking of that at the time, but I mean, there was some, looking back, there was probably some sadness in that, just kind of a more of a, um, oh, it's really nice here. I like to stay here. And I gotta go to my house now, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and, uh, and, and whatever, but I, but I would have to know how to act when I was there to, to not bring attention onto myself, and to not be that kid, to be that poor kid. You know, that's why I, even still today I don't want to ever be dirty. Like if if I spill some something on my shirt, I will. If I'm away from home, I might go buy a shirt. No, I I do know that. Yeah, about you. Yeah. yeah. Because I I cannot stand to to is to there have a shame it. in that? Well, I think just because when we were growing up and we were pretty poor, that you don't have to be dirty. You know, like you can be, you know, if you're poor, that, you can that's, still be.
1: That's your one thing you can control, right? Right. We, we like, can't have the car. We like can't we're have poor, the house. but I don't
0: have to look like, I don't have yeah. to be this fucking dirty urchin running around with mustard on my pants. I mean, I, eesh, I'm not doing that. Mustard on your pants. Or whatever. you, you just know, just leaning over. Just like food, just
1: like seed the thing and it just squirts out on you, flops <laughs> yeah. out on your face. So let me let me fast forward a little bit. I want to ask you about like. Um, well, actually, let me just say it this way: uh, you know, I've worked in corporate, corporate America. I get you know the, the corporate world. I think we all do in in some way or another. And uh, I've loved my jobs, but I, I there are times at work where I get sad, where I get um, I feel I'm an imposter. Uh, things like that. So, I guess my question for you is: If you feel that way at work, have you? Well, start over. Have you ever felt that way at work?
0: I am sad every day, all day, at my work. Actually, sad. Pretty sad. There is a undercurrent of sadness at all times. Why is that? And I'll tell you why that is. Okay. Because of you know, I've had that background. I for whatever reason, chose theater as a degree, even though that I probably had the intellect or abilities to do something else, something that made money. But my parents were never really into it. And so they were always just like, oh, whatever you want. Oh, do what makes you happy, kid. Kid. Kid, just do whatever makes you happy. Whatever you want to do, son. I, I'm i proud of you. And, and so there was no, you know, there was, you know, when I would go to IMSA, I went to this, I, I went to the best school in Illinois, the Illinois Math and Science Academy. I was... It was a it was a boarding school, yeah, and all those kids. Aurora, right? Right, and all those kids. Their parents were like, "You're being a doctor from like five years old, like Tiger Woods' dad or Serena yeah. Williams' dad. You're like, you're doing this and you're doing this." My parents were like, "Yeah, whatever you want, kid. Yeah, hey, I'll do it." And did were they? What did they say when you? It got just seems down, like so? there's there's always just hoops, and if you jump through the hoops, then you can get what you want. If you want to be an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, and then you have the intellect or the abilities, then all you have to do is if somebody just shows you where those hoops are and you can just jump through, I go get this degree and I spend these years doing this and blah, blah, blah. So when was the last time somebody showed you a hoop? I've never had a hoop. I have been wandering the desert my whole life, and every once in a while I might run into one. You know, like when I I, I joined the Air Force and stuff, I mean – That was the other thing, you know, because I didn't graduate from IMSA. I got in trouble, and and I chose to leave during my senior year and went back to my –
1: You graduated
0: from hometown Harrisburg High School. Sure.
1: And then you went to school. Uh, Sorry, college. U of I. Go align
0: And And, again, I was a poor kid. I had uh, gotten in a car accident when I was younger, so there was a trust fund set up. And then when I was 18, I was able to get into it. Yeah. And as a person who's never had any money – Suddenly here's a big pile of it. I didn't do the right thing. You know, I was just like So there's
1: there's no more through it. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I blew through it. And within like a year and a half at U of I I was And it was
1: when you were in And, and maybe
0: that's the sadness too, is like trying to replace or trying to ease the sadness, like the sadness of the not, you know, the have nots. I was always a have not. Well, I still feel like that I do, okay. If I won the lottery tomorrow, yeah, yeah. I'd be poor. I'd feel poor inside. I think wherever you start your life, mm-hmm. you feel that way forever. If you won the lottery, would you give me some money? I would give you a lot of money. And I would have a lot of money and I would do all the things. But I would still feel poor. Like a poor person. I would think about money in the way that a poor person feels about it. So me.
1: as you feel that way and think that way, how do you? what do you put on every day to make yourself... So you're saying to yourself, I don't want to look that way. I don't want to have the, the mustard on my pants. I don't want to be the poor person. Y- do you still feel you put on some sort of uh, uh, facade? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I
0: think we, a lot of us do. But I think some of us, like, you know, we're theater grads and, you know, like we're actors. And so I think we have a, a, a way of being able to present uh, ourselves in yeah. such a way. But I mask myself in such a way. I mean, I've got a big fucking white beard. And, and, you know, I I tend to dress a certain way or when I'm out. Yeah. You know, like flashy, like embroidered, like Western shirts. Yeah. And just, you know, hats. You know, just try to, so you're not looking at me, me.
1: You're looking at the
0: at the costume that I put on, the character that I'm trying to portray at the moment. Do you ever, when you're out, because I've been out with you hundreds,
1: literally hundreds of times. Uh, have you ever, I know, I know what you're like, sober. I know what you're like, drunk. Have you ever been, even when drunk, sat there and thought, I don't belong here. I'm upset. Uh, shouldn't be here. Anything like that? Sure. I feel
0: that way a lot. Sometimes when I'm drunk, I feel, I want to be quiet. The older I get, the more that is, and the more that I have let myself kind of I say about my, my work, and I talk about my work, because I came here as a theater graduate to pursue live theater and maybe more. And now I'm a tax processor in an accounting firm. I didn't move to Chicago to do that. I didn't come here to just do some grunt office work. I, I want more than that. Why do you think you're... And I can't get more than that. I don't know what to do. It was 12 years. It was maybe a year ago. Where I discovered for the first time that people joined theater companies, not because the theater company asked them, they but asked because them. they asked those people. I didn't know Is that. You say that's like a hoop. I always either. sat around being sad because, well, nobody wants me to be in their theater company, But I didn't ask any theater companies, hey, can I be with you guys? So, because I didn't know that's what you are supposed to do. Yeah. So It was you, a hoop
1: that I yeah, didn't know where it was. Yeah, so would you sit at home and, and, and think to yourself, wow. I, mean, I, should, I wish I feel real bad about it but then you'd be with those people and you'd try to be something totally different you try to be really engaging would you think to yourself maybe if I'm even more engaging they'll ask me to be in that I'd company. be
0: on yeah, yeah. like turn it on you know like to be on yeah. you know I think a lot of actors you know they, they find themselves in social places and they're on which is their on is different from who they are their regular just at home self what's your at home self what's well, more like this I guess it's true. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. When we're just hanging out. Yeah. But you've seen me out and about and on, like when we were at Ryan's mom's house with just us was playing there. Yeah. That was a night I felt like I was just on the whole night. Yeah. You know, just like really presenting and performing and charming. Whatever. But there is a there's a there's a core sadness in that that is trying to be patched over to be filled. It's a hole within that we're trying to fill.
1: I agree with that. And do you think, have you ever behaved towards other people, whether it be at work, loved ones, whatever it is, when you're sad or when you're anxious or upset, where you're like, where you lash out? Oh, certainly. Okay. So the reason I ask that is because um, for a lot of my life, and still sometimes now, Especially if I'm anxious or uh, overwhelmed or, or really upset about something, I get real defensive and and I, I can't think things through clearly, uh, and so I, I kind of lash out at other people. And it's not who I am, but it it I'm such a, I'm a pretty intense person, and it comes out as something very realistic. I think. So I guess the reason I'm asking is I don't want to be alone. Right, the whole reason I'm doing the show, I, I, I guess, uh, I don't want anybody to feel alone when they have this. So, when you're when you're sad or you're upset, do you you tell me about a time you don't have to tell me who it was or like where you just turned it into anger?
0: Sometimes it's when the other person is maybe trying to maybe relate or maybe trying to or no, when they're just lamenting. Let's say that a person is is lamenting to me, and I, in my sadness, I see this person as, man, this guy's, this person has it going on, or they, they don't have anything to worry about, or why the fuck are you saying this? You want to hear some, you want to hear some sad shit? Well, sad here it comes, pal. Fuck it, it's coming, and fuck you for trying to present yourself as some sad sack. Here's the sad sack shit, and then. So it's like you want to top it. Yeah, I guess I'm going to one-up him on the sad. Top
1: it, but at the same time, you're trying to be like, I'm going to top you, but I'm also going to be like, let me show you some perspective. You're upset
0: about that, but this is really what you should be upset about. And that's the truth, too, and that's a good point. And I think that maybe you have some of this, too, and, and what we've talked about is you are sad yourself so that maybe that you think that you can not heal or fix, but to try to be that person to swoop in. Now, I'll tell you another story. When I was at IMSA, and I left IMSA to go to an inpatient uh, treatment center. Okay. And uh, after that, they wanted me to go to a halfway house. And I think now that was probably some insurance things and whatnot. I don't know that really had to happen. But it did happen. And I spent three months uh, in Louisville, Kentucky at a halfway house. Uh And it was people my age. It was teenagers. And... I was, there was a point where uh, one night, like a lot of the guys and girls kind of got together and there was like sex stuff happening and it was a big, horrible mess of a thing. I had no idea about it yeah. because nobody wanted, <laughs> I guess nobody wanted to get into that with me. Wait, or I just wasn't room? part of that thing. No, they were like out in the grounds. Like there was a plan, like every like, hey, at 11 o'clock at this night, let's go sneak out. But I wasn't part of this plan. So it all came down it all got found out they all got caught and it was a clamp down like you couldn't you couldn't do anything you couldn't be next to a opposite sex person you couldn't sit next mm-hmm. to them that did not apply to me So wait the, the the girls there would still just like lay on me and and we would talk and and I would just be the champion like every time that somebody was upset I would be the guy to come and and counsel them or talk to them or comfort them have you felt you moved out of that i i do i think i don't I, I don't find myself doing that as much as i used to being the friend being the or just being the hero yeah. just always trying to be the hero did you find self-worth in that oh absolutely yeah like oh well i suck this much but if i can help this person maybe i don't suck quite as much do you sorry i have to a quick tangent remember what you
1: used to uh, what you and I used to say to each other in college?
0: We 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 are... We are the shit, and, and we are, are shit. shit. Yeah, we are and are the shit. Yes. Yeah, we would think that. Yeah, that, and, that's and, true. And it's a, and it's kind it, of a... And it's a weird thing, because... It's kind of a sign curve, like, I'm the shit. I am
1: shit. You take I your own uh, self-loathing and try to take it and say, well, I'm going to take this and save this other person, that will make me feel better. But I think what you're doing, at least in my experience, is what you don't know you're doing is you're just putting your own shit on that person, <laughs> and you're wanting them to be like praise me, and they're like,
0: I got enough shit, man. Thanks for helping me out. Speaking on the on the help out biz, and maybe you can tell me if this has ever happened to you before in the in my past. Not so much now, but before I was kind of just in my head a lot with the sadness. Yeah. When I could just have the sadness behind and just present. And I was trying to be just be more cheerful most of the time and just be in a... In the sadness I'm just, I'm just kind that, of receded. I'm just that
1: dude. I'm just chill. Yeah.
0: So many times people would be like, I'd be spending time with them and really trying to listen to them and really trying to relate to them. And they would catch in on this. And then they'd say, oh, you remind me of somebody that they loved in their life. Oh, yeah. you remind me of my cousin Jim.
1: Or Giovanna Rubici. Oh, you
0: remind me of... Yeah, for you. But, oh, you're like my Uncle uh, Joe. oh, uh, you're just like this person. You know, like somebody that, that they liked a lot. Yeah. And I reminded them of that. Yeah. And it makes me sad now that that never happens anymore. Because I don't feel like I'm ever out of my own head enough to let that happen. So you're saying I'm much above, more in my head now than I was... You're much more in your head...
1: Enough. And then you don't feel you can break out of that and be whether whether it's the savior or the the hero, sorry, uh, or any of that. You're you're or you. What did you say about
0: when you're growing up? You're just rolling and you. Uh, a like Katamari ball, Katamari, <laughs> like These yeah. things that just pick up whatever they roll past yeah. and then just have the it eyes just wide open. Has, just do, you think, it?
1: do you think too much um, has come upon you, and it just it's now caught up with you? And you're just like, I can't I, uh, my head is too fucked up about it.
0: I think it is. I think that in the moment, like in the teenage years in the early twenties, when it was just eyes wide open, just two handed eating it. He just but it was always just now, 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 the moment, the moment, the moment. Yeah. And not really considering the future or not really planning for anything. Just as it is happening, react, go for it. And usually, you know, whatever abilities or whatever can make it okay. Yeah. But at a certain point it fails, you know, you're gonna live your whole life that way. Gotta have, you know I don't know how to I gotta I gotta have something that I begin and then finish that leads to something else that you begin and then finish and that leads to something else that you begin and then finish.
1: When you were doing that, when you were just two handed as you say were you thinking about it? Like saying, I can't do this too long. I uh, There's going to be a stop point. No. There's going to be a stop game. You're just like eating Henry it. Miller I ate it. Fucking eating it hard. I ate it. I yeah. was delivering
0: pizzas and champagne in a car that the, the window was all smashed out and the door wouldn't close. And you had to hold it closed if you were turning right. And in the wintertime, the snow would just blow in. and I would just like swipe it out and just keep <laughs> delivering pizzas in it.
1: <laughs> so wait a minute. So and not didn't to care. push too hard. I mean, like, this, is, this isn't, like, nostalgia looking back. This is... Because I look back on a lot of times in my life, and I'm like, oh, that. see, that's when I had it, right? That's when it was good. That's bullshit, right? Right. Was... And I'm not saying this is bullshit, but was it... Are you looking back in rose-colored glasses?
0: Oh, absolutely. No. What yeah. was going on then, when all that shit was going yeah. on? In the moment, I can remember it, dreaming. Oh, no. In the moment, no, it was great. You were loving it. But in hindsight i was doing nothing i was what was that what was that guy i was living in a guy's closet a guy had festooned uh, a piece of a camera onto a closet door as a handle and put like a, a, a twin size mattress in it and that's where i lived and what did what book did you minutes. what book did you read when you were in that closet <laughs> Les Miserables. the, the whole, whole thing, thing. The that whole unabridged
1: the whole unabridged fucking thick man uh, the candles, like, well, you and I have talked bad. about the like, candle
0: The Oh, you forgot the candle Anyway um, okay. But at the time I was like Oh, this is exciting, I'm loving it But now I'm like But isn't was-
1: that, that kind of like what life's supposed to Like, are we just Do we just continuously Until we're dead Look back at other times and be like At that time I got it But at the same time I look back now And I, I was fucked up You know, are we going to get totally caught up in that?
0: Well, here's here's, here's my uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad. I'm the poor dad. I, I don't have any ideas about money. right? And so people's always like, oh, retirement, retirement. 401K, you got to push all the money. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, well, yeah, I dig that. But if I don't have any money now so that I can be okay later, well, that sucks. Well, I'm, I'm going to have some money and then be 80 years old and not be able to get around. Why don't I spend some of that money now and go on a cruise or something and enjoy myself when I'm, like, in my 30s and can really, you know, really dig it? So there's always this thing of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. But part of me is like, well, maybe I should just, you know, what's the point? Yeah, what's but- the point of working like a do and the job that I hate if I can't have some fun and enjoy myself? But don't you, get, don't you get fucked up about the job that you have and
1: you feel like you're wasting your time? Absolutely right. So if you're wasting your time in the job that you have, but you're saying, I'm not going to spend your money because this is the time I'm going to do this. Isn't there a bit of a, uh, are those two things butting against each other? I'm not, I'm not making any sense. Okay. So like, um, you're like, obviously, like right now now. I'm making more than I've ever had. Right. Which still isn't, you know, but you're making good, good enough money. okay, Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And so you're doing that, but you're also like, okay, I'm going to, Spend my money. I just on the started a
0: 401k cruise. after 12 years of work. High five! Yeah. Yeah, I got a 401. Yeah, I just. Started, I don't know what it means, yeah. but I'm happy about it. Right. I just started like a few months Some ago. Some about
1: percentage. And I should have been
0: doing it the whole time.
1: What And is this go back to that daily business of life thing?
0: Yeah, it goes back to that. And it goes back to, well, I'm not good. You know, it's like a, you put a bucket of food in front of a dog and they'll eat till they found her because they don't know when the next is gonna be there. And that's but where even was, after the you've meeting, done it over money, and over again, over does this over. go back to
1: the the, the poor kid and all. Aristotle,
0: give me a boy until he's seven, I'll give you the man. Yeah. And so when your child and I've only started to really kind of think about my childhood and consider it and, mm-hmm. and, and how it has affected who I am now. Can Aristotle do you think he could go to eight? Maybe. Okay, because eight was a big year for
1: me. It's pretty It was a big year. <laughs> Sad year. Pretty sad here.
0: Very sad. Yeah, it can be. Uh, be Actually,
1: B, uh, of B and Friends, uh, uh, the weekend after my parents split up, I went with B and his dad in their big blue van, and we went to see Problem Child in the theater, and I remember coming back from the theater and laying in the back of the van, because it was like, the seats were taken out or something, and laying in the back of the van, and just feeling um, like I was in some sort of terrible nightmare and like it wasn't real. And my whole body, it just, it it, it hurt is the wrong word. It just felt really exhausted. And I just kept telling myself, it's not real. It's not real. And I remember thinking to myself that uh, George, well, Mr. Mr. Leach and Brock, I was like, I'm so happy they're here with me. Because I'm so unbelievably sad. And I don't blame anybody about that. It was just a really, there's a seminal moment in my life when I was like, this can't be real, but it was real. And that's like one of the first times I ever had real sadness. Because before that, I'd get a little sad about other shit. Like, that was like real emptiness.
0: Right. Gone. You know? And so, so many of my friends uh, went through divorces with their parents, and my parents are divorced, but it happened when I was an infant. They're never, you know, my and my my biological father and his new family lived a block away, but still, that didn't really. factor and you didn't. In. It wasn't my nuclear family that was split up.
2: So uh, you did, you'd
0: have well more to say about that to me. Uh, you,
1: you did. Were you close with your? You haven't mentioned your biological dad.
0: I didn't have much of a relationship, and it's kind of odd because I, looking at pictures, I, you're him. I look like him, and by all accounts, I, I'm him. And uh, my mom's mom uh, passed a couple summers ago, and we went to that funeral, <laughs> and that's where my whole family is from in the southeastern Kentucky, the Appalachian <laughs> regions hollers and whatnot and um i went to that funeral and so many people came up to me and was just kind of looking at me weird and i was like what's going on and then they were talking about how much i like my dad but i again i didn't have much of a relationship even as a he He was was a third shift coal miner he was a coal miner they worked third shift and so he slept most of the days and his new wife wasn't really a big fan wasn't it (laughs) <laughs> <You> <laughs> right right what what and uh yeah and um so there wasn't there wasn't a lot going on there and uh do you can I ask uh, you this do
1: you ever talk to your brother about this uh, doc yeah doc about about our dad about your well not even your dad about growing up with your parents and them not being there and no you that's not the type of
0: relationship you guys have not really. I and I never really confronted it until the last couple of years myself. Okay. And um, I will say over this last Christmas me and my you know, mother had a little bit of a a come to meeting and, and not meeting but like we started talking and kind of getting getting into it and I I just kind of cut loose with it. Just cut, kind what of do saying you mean, like you- saying hey you know she's like why don't you you know kind of giving me the guilt why don't you? Because you left me alone all the time. Because you and dad were out searching for your own happiness. Well, don't you and your wife want happiness? Well, yeah, but we don't have children either. You know, so there was some of that, you know. And I was kind of letting her have it. And uh, Did you feel guilty about doing that? Uh, afterward. Yeah. But then it, I it, I didn't say anything that wasn't absolutely the truth. But I always feel that obligation, right? Like... That's the that's the sad that's a sad, is that that's a sad that's a sad um, that I'm a Brooks movie mother I mean that's the, the, all these things I'm always kind of going back to TV and movie but yeah. that's kind of why I raised myself on but at the same time human nature is the same and we see ourselves in TV and movies because all you know we all have similar experience but that mom thing yeah 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 so oh mom you I hate you for this. Oh, but you're my mom, and I love you. I want your approval. Fuck your approval. You ain't gonna guilt me. I don't and care they, if I, You know, just yeah. this constant kind of push pull. It's
1: complicated. Very. I I've as I've gotten older. I mean, I'm not that old, but as I've gotten older, I've thought about. I used to. I say very definitive statements about parenting. I would do this. Or I would do that. Or this was wrong, or that was wrong, and that's all bullshit. Right. right And um, my parents, I think, um, two very different people, very different. So happy about Elgin, so happy they met. But they're two very different people, and I honestly, honestly God believe they did their best, and um, I love them. They've both been so supportive and great to me. But they had their troubles. And that causes other troubles. And anybody who has children, let's talk about the that part of
0: it, though. What part of it? They did their best. My mom says that all the time. My parents. I did my best. Yeah. Really? If that 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 was your best? Yeah. God damn! I'd hate to see your worst. That was your best. I mean, like, like, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of free and open, but I mean, but you and your father, you had a kind of a, a rough.
1: Dad and I, I didn't talk. And dad, here a little bit there, and your dad and I Dad's didn't,
0: like didn't come to see things. Didn't really have much to do with. Well, no, no, no. That's been
1: later. Dad, Dad and I didn't talk much. My first eight years, I got in trouble for crying at school. I cried because the kid didn't have markers. Um, this is the this is the special liberal snowflake edition for the. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I. Um, dad and I didn't talk. We talked about baseball a little bit, uh, and that was it. And and. I I specifically remember coming home the day turned out the day that he left and I was walking up to wash my hands after riding bikes with a friend of mine. And he just said to me, he never talked to me. He just said to me, um, Hey, don't you want to say hi to your dad? I remember thinking, what the fuck? Well, maybe not those words, but I remember thinking, what? You never say anything to me. And I just kind of dutifully walked over to him and he gave me a hug and I gave him a hug like around him and I remember thinking to myself this feels like crying I just wanted to not do it right. anymore right so then I left again and rode my bike and I came back home and like all the lights were out <laughs> it's very dramatic all the lights were out and my sister and my mom were in one corner and they were very upset and my dad was just sitting in the same chair and he was just staring straight ahead and, and that's the night we you know I was going to leave and I don't know, I tell it now, it sounds, to me, I want it to sound pedestrian, but it's very,
0: um, visceral. Right, and in these moments that it's really fucked up, I mean, can you really look and say, oh, he was doing his best? No, he wasn't, he was doing his best, he would be, you know, comforting you and holding you and be like, oh, my son,
1: oh, I love you, and... But here's so, the thing about best and worst, right? If I, uh, I mean, Jesus, I'm just a few years younger than him now. Sorry. Uh, I'm a few years younger than he was when they split up.
0: Do I know if I would know what to do with an eight-year-old kid? I- right. And how about that? You know, like, I think about that all the time. If, if me and Samantha had had children, I'm almost married 25 years, and we never had kids. We purposely, you know, we decided that we weren't going to have kids, and we never did. Yeah. Yeah. And now here I am just ate up. And would I be as ate up if I had had children, if I had, had
1: this no, thing the kid, that I would have had you would have put
0: it on to the kids. Focused, put some focus on or tried to, you know, I have this amazing responsibility now. Yeah. And I have to put my focus on that instead of letting my own needs, wants, concerns just churn. But isn't that the whole thing?
1: Mind. Isn't that the whole thing though? Because yeah, you're ate up now and it comes out in different ways. But isn't that gonna? If I think about if I have a kid, I would just cry all the time, and that's that's the god's honest truth. Because I one, I'd be like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. I love you so much. I'm I'm overwhelmed by it. But at the same time, if I'm so fucking ate up as just a person, and then I see my kid do one thing wrong, and right. I want I want to correct it. I want to help them. I'm just gonna put all that shit on them.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like I would be scared of just complete overcompensating, like being just tiger bad, or you know, like rawr, like here's a fucking hoop, you better jump through it. Like like yeah. for me, like where are the hoops? I don't know where the hoops are that I didn't need to jump through. Maybe, I didn't know I didn't know that there even are hoops. I just were, walked into this round thing one day and I walked through, and then I got into this good school. So
1: you would do your best, right? Yeah. And I think that's I think
0: that's. But if I had a kid, if, I'd be like, "Here's that fucking hoop. You better jump through it."
1: Yeah, path. but that would be the hoop that you know. Right. That may not be the hoop that I know that anybody else knows. Right. right, Because of where you came from. And what I'm saying is, like, you would do your best, just as my parents did their best. And my parents continued to do their best. My mom sent a, a text to my sister and I today, just a bullshit text about how well we were doing. And then she cursed. And it was hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. And your mom has a bit My mom has the best listen to me the best fucking bitmoji on the planet (laughs) Linda's bitmoji dude the best I've shown it to you many times I dig Linda's bitmoji I love her bitmoji Um, but uh, (laughs) yeah it's the best she my mom has a really great sense of humor and I my dad has a different sense of humor that is not (laughs) self-aware
0: I guess I just was wondering, you know, we're sitting here talking. We've talked quite a bit now. uh, And a lot, I think, when and I was thinking about this when when I was on my way here, sad versus regret versus consternation versus, you know, whatever negative uh, emotions, what is sad? You know, and and most of the times, when I, mean, I feel like what well, like what's what's really sad. I mean, I think depressed, like de- like clinically depressed, mm-hmm. is not the same thing. No, it's as, as sad,
1: clinically depressed is a is a physical and mental. I, I've never been personally clinically depressed. Do Do you think you
0: have? I think so. Yeah, I think I I think I live in it, and I self medicate with you know weed and booze. Yeah. Um. And I, and I and I deal with it in that way that's different from sad
1: yeah um, yeah and I, and I see some other people that are saying some stuff it looks like you're oh man so, so some people are kind of re, responding to like we, we were talking about the best you were you were talking about how you wanted to say to your mom that's your best really right. I'd, I'd hate to see your worst, and you know, uh, somebody here, Slate 19 said, would hate to see them at their worst Well, on my father's side anyway. Right. Well, he sounds like a slim man.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, yeah. sad. Yeah. Like, depressed is one thing, but then sad, sad, like, oh. Hmm. Um, but maybe that's not even it either. I guess I'm just concentrating on Things that people say might be things that happen to you that have never left. Like, I will tell you, I will tell you right now. Uh, there's a fellow that I went to school with, and we lived in a dormitory. Like, we lived in a, it was an imson my first year there, and they didn't have any dormitories built, and they had a physics lab that, that had cots in it. It was like a barracks, and that's what we lived in. And this kid uh, had a bar- had a cot next to me. And he had been to a uh, like a math camp with some girls from Harrisburg. Oh, he was cool. And, uh, and then he, I guess they told him that I was going to be at school and stuff. So he was like, oh, you're so-and-so. Oh, well, then you know these people. And then we got to talking and stuff, and they were laughing. And then he says, and I am 15 years old at this time, and I am 46 now. And he said, oh, you're just like they said really big, really funny, and really ugly. And that that, like just the oh <laughs> you're just like it like is is you know, just outwardly, just openly saying this. I I to the day I die, I will be really ugly. Like physically ugly, like to look at. I there's nothing that can ever be said or happen to me that will make me feel any other way than that. I am just because of really that really ugly that moment because that moment. Yeah. And that guy is just like, so open. He's like, Oh, you're just like I said. And like, that like was just so natural. Of course that you're so ugly. And it makes me sad
1: because I think we all at one time or another have done that to somebody else and not realize
0: it. Right. Maybe they're walking around
1: and, and they're, they're just Slayden. thinking about. I got shit, I think about the people said to me. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty <clears throat> strong story, but um, yeah. Um, so some people here, man, case Slade 19 is really, really killing it over here. Um, she said, uh, "I think it's a she. I think, uh, I think there are different levels of sad, but everyone's been sad. I think that's fair, and I think it's part of what we're trying to get at. You're all right. Uh, I think it's part of what we're trying to get at is which is just like, yeah, we all get sad, and I guess we've been trying to relate. Oh, we've been sad about this. Maybe how do we act? Nobody talks about it, and I find that
0: really weird. Why doesn't we fucking talk about it?" Everybody wants to put on the brave face, yeah. Especially with the where we're at with the with well these things. I mean, this instant connection, constant connection. Yeah, the Facebook, the, the Instagram, the people that are going out and trying to get plastic surgery to make themselves look like their Snapchat filter makes them look. Is that a thing? People are doing this. People are going out and showing like, "Hey, see the Snapchat filter. I want you to make me really look like this," and. It's eight up. I mean, Sam's kids are third third graders; they're eight and nine years old, and their Facebook is. They're on Facebook. Oh man, like crazy. And uh, and Bella, she's you now teenage girls these days with the with the world of Snapchat and Instagram and all that. And the pressure that must be, got to be ten times worse than it ever was for us. I mean,
1: and in kind of connecting that to what we were just talking about,
0: I barely ever go on
1: Facebook. Uh But I went on the other day and somebody I saw on there is somebody who did something to me two and a half years ago that really upset me. And I saw him on there and then I was just like, I felt it all. So if you're going to be an eighth grade kid or however old your niece is, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at, you're like, oh, this person looks like this, or they say this about my Snapchat picture or whatever. Right. How is that stuff going to just build and build
0: and build? Right. It's the difference between, like, you know, when we were, or when I was a kid especially, you maybe heard it third hand. Somebody said it in the hallway. But here you can see a picture of yourself and then just read it and just read all the comments and just read the people saying horrible things. Talk about a sad generator. That's like a sad Chernobyl and then, but everybody Humble uses upset. everybody
1: uses all this to show, look how happy I am, and I'm projecting right. this, and, uh, it's and making, it makes
0: other people sad. It makes, you makes know, everybody, everybody else's great world, yeah. and then you're like, my world. What have something. I done?
1: I've done nothing. I don't
0: have, it.
1: yeah. Uh, well, we're we're coming up on an hour. Case um, Slate nineteen seems to really be. uh saying a lot she says definitely social media is definitely the problem' we're in parentheses people uh, because she's pretty smooth um, but uh, I think we're we probably should wrap up we've been going for about an hour and uh, I mean
2: not on the account of anyone here so yeah at, at your convenience sir Kevin
1: okay well I think we should probably wrap well I've I, uh, I've got a few questions for you guys oh okay sure Yeah, please be. Based off of
2: some of the chat and uh, stuff, the question for you is like, so knowing kind of like the heaviness of the conversation, but excluding your relationship with Kevin, which makes this actually a difficult question. Why did you agree to come here and talk about this today?
0: Oh. Oh, well, that is a good question, right? Because I mean, you have to outside completely of him. exclude him, right? Because it's it's right. we we talk about these things so much each other, but that's the that's the other thing, and I think that maybe I've always been trying to do that by always trying to alleviate, always trying to let the air out of that balloon, like always trying to make myself really have to consider and think things through by saying it out loud. Yeah. And by working it through, and also, I generally feel like even the small thing, like if something goes wrong with my computer, I feel like if it's happening to me, it's happened to someone else, I can just type in exactly what happened wrong and then find all the answers to fix my computer. It's kind of like that with myself, right? And I've found that to be the case that people will tell me a lot of things because I will tell them a lot of things and I will share. A lot more than I think that other people are probably comfortable sharing, but once I do, they will share with me, and we both end up feeling better afterward.
1: that's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly exactly it. And and the the meta the the metaphor you use or the analogy, uh, you know, I don't know the words well, but. Uh, about how, uh, if I put it in, I know somebody else has had this problem with my computer. That's exactly what I, I think that we should all be doing is saying, I have this problem. Right. So somebody else could go, I have this problem too. Right. Oh, I don't feel so alone. And oh, I can now relate to you. And oh, I can feel a little more normal. And then I can tell you about my problem, how it's a little different than yours. then we can both feel we've let something out. Absolutely right. So, yeah.
2: and then to put a little bit of, Helium in the balloon. What would you say if I asked you to try to share with us or even identify slash share? Maybe this is something you've thought about. Maybe this you've not even processed. But is there any humor or comedy within your
0: sad? Well, that's always the tragedy plus time equals comedy. That's like the, the thing. That's what people say. So, yeah, I mean, when, when I would tell him the story of being in Urbana, Illinois, and laying oh, on man. a bare mattress surrounded I by janky porn be, with, yeah. you know, with, oh, like, no soul. curtains and, and a mountain of beer cans in the fridge, and I left that apartment out the window owing her money and just skedaddled but that's I mean, how that was a, a piss-poor part of my life, and and was very sad at the time. But I I can see but it in my brain like, when you told it to me. But when we talked about it, we just laughed. I was endlessly. laughing so
1: hard. And and to piggyback a little bit on what you were saying, um, I don't know. I talk to my sister every day, and I make these dark fucking jokes to her, and she's a good sport about it. But I make those jokes because that's how I know how to deal with it. I joke about shit like, um, for example, um, in two thousand four, I got General warts, and uh, the next year I was I was in a I was in a a, a production of Johnny Appleseed Outdoor Drama, and there's one scene I had to play a Native American, and I was like, well, I should name myself, and I named myself Dances with Warts, <laughs> because that's yeah. how you have to joke about it, right. you know, and 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 that's a crude. Thing to say about it, but humor is the best way to get through all of it. And when even I even when it's the shape of New York.
2: Even when
1: it's the shape. Upper East side warts. That's right. All my warts on my penis. Some
0: Long Island Warts. Yeah,
1: some some uh Lower East Side, Upper West Side. Hey mom. Uh but uh And I've learned older, I used to be real uptight about it. I'd make jokes about other people then people would make jokes about me and I'd be like, but you gotta be fucking, be like, yeah, I'm a balding annoying person. (laughs) You know what I mean? And humor, so sorry, to take it back, humor, humor and sadness are the same thing. It's just, it's just a way to sweeten it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: To me, that's like, What's so awesome about this show and what you're going to do week to week. Um, Definitely a lot of people have stopped in, um, said hello um, throughout the time. And we just kind of hope to expand this dialogue. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about
1: your next show? Yeah. um, Well, I want to have Markham on again. Markham. Uh, Because I think Mark and I could talk like this for hours, especially if we uh, had a few more beers.
0: Well, it started out, uh, this, 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 I don't know, this, I think probably as time goes on, you might find more of the humor. I mean, we found some of the humor, but I I think there was some heaviness. But I think that we, I think by churning through the heavy is where you can kind of come out and kind of start doing some more surfing. But um, we had to get through that that heavy stuff first. But, and that's true, uh, and, I, and I and I and I hope again, like I say, you know, because I'm 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 an open book, and I will just I'll I'll tell you about my life. I don't care. And because I think that if I have felt this way, maybe some of these people have felt that. Right. Way. And I hope. If, but it's uh, not
1: all about the yucks all the time. No, I hope that one or two or however many people watch it. I mean, so what? What we're gonna do, right? I'm going to try to have people on and talk with them, yeah. and and let them tell the story. Hopefully, somewhat half as well as Martin did. And well, uh, even the exploration, right? Yeah. It's like right.
2: just the exploration.
1: And let people, if they're watching at home, listen and 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 hopefully, I honestly, God, bull, no bullshit, hope that they hear some of this and they're like, oh, yeah, and they feel less alone and they realize, okay.